Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Welcome to the Fitness Genie podcast. You're back with Laura. And today, I feel like I always start this the same way, but today we're going to talk about, or I'm going to discuss, um, the binge restrict cycle. The reason I want to bring this up is because Christmas is around the corner, but also I've had a few conversations with other fitness professionals and clients who have been in the same boat as me, where they've been in this cycle of restricting themselves and then craving food and stuck on how to get out of it, what to do, and also when events like Christmas festivities come up, is pretty daunting and scary because you have this idea in the back of your head that it's going to be this big binge treat when it doesn't have to be. So... As I always do, I'm going to go back to my own experiences of this. I haven't really planned this podcast out. Usually I write this up and then talk about it, but I've just felt felt like I just want to get straight onto the mic and um, discuss it really. So let's see what comes out. <laughs> um, so yeah, my experience started when I was tracking. So back in 2013... So, oh my God, nearly 10 years ago, nearly 10 years ago, I was tracking and it served me well. And I've said this before, that I don't want to stigmatize tracking calories and macros because I think it can be a super helpful tool. But like I've said in the past, it did serve me for a bit, but then disserve me and it became into quite an unhealthy relationship. So I was just tracking out of curiosity. I was learning about what was in my food and noticed that when I was eating a certain amount, I was already seeing results from just the consistency of it, but I wasn't cutting in any way. I think I was still eating like 2,500 calories a day or something and training, what, like four or five times a week. Then I started getting into bodybuilding and the year I did bikini competitions in 2014, was the year that I started to play around with cutting my calories. 
Um, I got into bikini competitions purely because someone came up to me in the gym and said, you would be really great for this. I'm competing myself. Why don't we do it together? Um, so I coached myself. Didn't really know what I was getting in for. I just thought, well, I'm training hard anyway. It might be cool to have a goal. Don't really know what this is all about. But then it kind of spiraled. <laughs> so I ended up giving myself an 18-week time frame to prepare myself for my first competition. And within that competition time or uh, prep time, I went from around 2,500, 2,600 or something down to no lower than 1,800 calories. I was training five times a week, um, just weight training, and then two sprint sessions on the bike, I think. It was nothing intense. But my metabolism is really good. Um, and it was back then, a lot more so back then when I was in my early 20s. I don't think I even needed to get down to 1800 to be honest if I did an even slower like 24 week prep I probably didn't have to go as low as 1800 I was really lucky with that then I felt over the competitions over that year in 2014 so I had my first comp I think it was in like March and then my last competition was probably in September I could be making that up but it was around that time frame had to maintain what I looked like throughout that whole time. And I did three or four competitions. Um, and I noticed that it was getting more difficult to stay that lean on the amount of calories, but I didn't really have enough tools in my back pocket to know what to do. Um, but anyway, after the competition season was over, I obviously, having been in this bodybuilding mindset of wanting to look a certain way and seeing myself in like the leanest that I've ever been, getting a lot of compliments as well. When I look back, I personally don't think I look healthy whatsoever. I was very, very lean. You could see my muscles. I had less muscle than I have now, but it was so much more prominent striations. I was probably a little bit too lean to, for bikini, which is probably why, well, as well as me having two left feet and not being able to pose. Um, it's probably why I didn't do that well in bikini. Anyway, so that was a side note. I had been eating less than my body required for the amount of, for my own metabolism, really. Like coming from a really sporty background, not really focusing on food a lot, um, always eating enough to, you know, um, be, to not be hungry and understanding my own body needs. Now I came to this controlled environment of restricting my calories and my macros and feeling really, really lost. So I would just want to reiterate again that I have nothing against tracking and I think it's a really, really helpful tool. But I was all by myself and this was at the start of like tracking and bodybuilding and kind of food manipulation was becoming a little bit more mainstream and I was all on my own in understanding what was happening. I didn't understand. I didn't have anyone there to guide me and to tell me like this could happen like if you're not careful like make sure you're not tracking forever. Make sure that you're um, taking time out to have unrestricted time where you are able to just eat as eat according to your own satiety and not getting addicted to this 
you know, compulsion to weigh everything and restrict the calories. I also didn't know how to get out of my, um, out of the bodybuilding season properly. So I didn't want to compete anymore. I thought there was way too much politics and federation issues. I just didn't want to get involved with it anymore, but I still wanted to stay the way that I did. So I just thought, I'll just stay on this amount of calories. I'll just stay on this amount of protein and macros, not thinking anything of it. Now, I exercise a lot. So I actually built up my exercise regime. I wanted to do like triathlons and stuff. And that required a lot more energy consumption. But over the years, so it must have been about four or five years where I was tracking my calories. I wasn't actually increasing my calories much over 2,200. And that was a big mistake because I ended up restricting myself a lot and exercising a great deal. And it just wasn't enough energy to fuel me. I remember feeling so fatigued. I would crash, I'd go for a swim and then I would crash and just pass out and then I'd wake up like I would nap so often and I just I just didn't have the fuel in in me. But I had this crave to maintain the way that I looked because I guess my mind had been warped to think that the way that I looked was what I should look like and you know, getting all those compliments about what you look like, it can be very, it's a big brain fudge. <laughs> anyway, I got to the point a couple years ago, I think it was about two years ago now, no, maybe longer, maybe three, I forget how long I've been in Australia, because it was the year that I arrived in Australia, so I think it was four years ago now, time flies when you're <laughs> having a really good time over here. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or, number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote-unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else at Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. I was over it. I, I, I noticed that throughout that period of me controlling my macros and my calories, lower than they should have been. So, you know, the track, tracking side of it is one thing, but then the actual amount that I was eating was too low for me. So this is what happens a lot when people do these crash diets, these 12-week diets or six-week diets or, I don't know, like four-week diets sometimes or it's just shakes and juices and stuff and you're put on a really low amount of calories compared to what you really need in order to survive properly and function properly cognitively as well as physically and emotionally too. So, um, yeah, I was, I found myself 
whenever I wasn't tracking, I would go ham on food, like at a party. I was known to eat a lot. So when I stopped the restrictions at parties, on the weekends, there was, you know, these cheat meals or cheat days, holidays, I went crazy. I couldn't stop myself. It was this like just intense urge to eat everything in sight. And I did. I really did. And then it came to the Monday or post-holiday or post the party and I'd feel so guilty, so guilty. And then I started restricting myself and not letting my calories go up to a certain point because I knew that at the weekends I'd be craving the food. And I remember thinking to myself, God, I wish I still looked at food the same way as I did before I started tracking because I forgot like what portion sizes I needed to do um, in my meals, how to like weigh out, how to not weigh food and understand what I required. But I totally lost um, track of my own hunger cues and satiation. It was just all over the place. Like my hormones were just messed up. Like I said, it's, you know, tracking is one thing, but it's the the restriction that I gave myself that was the main issue for me when it came to this. And at Christmas time, intense. (laughs) I remember three days straight. So I would normally have my Christmas Eve meal with my family. Then I'd have a Christmas, the Christmas lunch day would be with my boyfriend and then Boxing Day and ongoing till New Year's, I would consume so much from morning to night because it was treat time. I could just go AWOL. Then obviously the guilt set in afterwards and it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. So what I did after that amount of time when I moved to Australia, I decided to just quit cold turkey. I quit cold turkey and it was very hard. I did download the app every now and again and just to see like how much I was eating because I was intrigued, but really I was just tricking myself because I wanted to kind of control the situation. Um, But I just, I let myself go all in in terms of my hunger levels. So every day I would eat what I wanted to. I would make sure I ate nutritiously. I have to with my allergies and intolerances and stuff. So I automatically ate healthy, but just the quantity of quantity of it changed. I just went with my levels of hunger. And in doing so, listening to my body, I actually became more in tune with it. I didn't notice. I noticed a little bit of a weight gain, but nothing to like a major extent. I think part of the weight gain was actually due to stress. Um, at the time that I did this, it was just other life stresses, but I didn't gain that much weight. I I think I gained maybe two kilos in total. And when I was really stressed, I gained like another three, but then as soon as I took the stressor out, that came back down again. So I was sitting at, um, I think before I quit, uh, and listened to my body, I was at about 63 kilos and then now I'm still sitting at like 65, 66, depending on what time of my cycle I'm on. But now it's totally different. I don't have to eat everything on my plate. I don't have to eat the whole ice cream tub. I don't have, I don't come to the weekend being like, oh my God, I'm so excited for food. That's the only thing I can think about. I literally thought about food all of the time. So 
If this resonates with anyone and they're currently going through this binge restrict cycle, just know there is a way out. It's just a bit of a scary way out. I did it cold turkey. For you, potentially, it might not be the best way, but it also might mean that you might gain a little bit more weight than myself. I think everyone reacts differently to this, but I do believe that you, if you have the right intentions behind it and you're not going in it because you just want to you continue like a big, big binge and you feel mentally prepared, then I would personally recommend the way that I did it. I also recommend potentially having someone to guide you through that. So um, this is the issue that I have with some of the clients that I'm speaking to where they feel like they're binging and restricting and I can see it when they're tracking when I first when they first come to me they track for a couple of weeks and I see I see okay numbers during the week actually usually too low for what I like and I'm talking like 1400 calories or something like for me that's too low to sustain but then on the weekends, it's closer to 3000 calories and it's just a vicious cycle from week to week. And when I speak to them about parties and festi festivities and things like that, it's just a sense of dread and like, oh, yeah, like I go AWOL. I can't help myself. It's just when the food is there, that's all I can think about. So. If you're feeling if this all resonates with you, then look, reach out to us, we can help you, um, the team at TFG, we can be there to support you and hold your hand, there might also be some, um, if you want to go deeper into kind of the psychology of yourself and understand maybe if there's like a root cause of it, obviously we can help with that, but you are, you know, welcome to reach out to um, a psychologist or a therapist of some sort as well, um, if you want to go real deep into it. I personally was able to do that myself. I didn't need that extra pair of hands, but um, it's not necessarily the best way for everyone. So coming to Christmas, since it's building up, don't fear it. If you notice yourself really craving foods and wanting to go AWOL, and then you have been restricting yourself beforehand or afterwards, ask yourself, are you in the same position as I was? Become aware and observe yourself. It might not be this Christmas that you're able to deal with it unless you want to reach out to us before Christmas where we can guide you through that process. But yeah, just be, just observe and understand what is happening in your mind and in your body. And then you can look at potentially going all in. If anyone is uh, familiar with the name Stephanie Buttermore, she did this herself as well. She came from a similar background to me and she did this all in process on YouTube and she filmed it all and documented it. And it's a really amazing story. Um, and that might ease your mind as well. So definitely check her out. Um, but yeah, just uh, don't beat yourself up about it. Know that it's normal the way that you're feeling, but there is a way out. And this is where, obviously, like I said, the support comes. The support can come in order to make you feel at ease with the process. It is daunting when you have to put that control away. Um, but it doesn't 
have to be as daunting if you have someone holding your hand throughout the process and making sure that you feel comfortable at every stage, even though it may get hard, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm now not tracking anymore. My weight has stabilized. Some days I eat a little bit more, some days, days I eat a little bit, little bit less. It's all very instinctual. It's all, I don't know if that's a word. I hope it is, it sounds clever. <laughs> um, it's very intuitive and I am not at a stage where I would track again because of what happened to me. This doesn't happen to everyone. <laughs> I really hope I'm not demonizing tracking because I think it's a very, very handy tool in your pocket in order to learn about food and moderation and um, what's actually inside the meals that you're eating. That awareness is so important, but we like to use it as a tool and be able to take it back out again. Make sure it's not abused. Make sure it's used constructively and smartly. That's a word, I think. <laughs> smartly, cleverly, intelligently, um, but don't abuse it. I'm going to leave it there. Rambled on long enough. I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. And hopefully I get to work with some of you guys. If you feel you are, you resonated with this, reach out. We can always just have a chat um, and I'd be happy to advise you. Thanks everyone.